internet people. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Padro Pascal, uh, an awesome podcast about the filmography and talents of actor Pedro Pascal. I am one of your co-hosts, and my name is Katrina. And I am the other co-host, and my name is Rachel. And this week, we are doing, uh, I would probably say, the boy that most of us uh, were introduced to Pedro Pascal with. Mm -hmm. Fully. We might have seen him before, but fully introduced with this character. Um, and so we're going to be talking about the first two episodes of season four of Game of Thrones with my very good friend and roommate, Leah Thomas. <gasps> yeah. Hello. Oh my God, Leah. Hey, thanks for joining us, Leah. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Hey. Oh my um, so Leah is the person who uh, knows the most about Game of Thrones that I know. Uh, mm -hmm has all the knowledge um <laughs> haven't read a single book <laughs> but she knows like we'll get into it when we talk about it but she knows she knows a lot um, um and so leah tell the people of the internet a little bit about yourself about me um i am a freelance writer like you know half the people we know <laughs> um about myself like my life or like myself like plugs <laughs> both just tell them your life story oh, no, and also man. plug yourself okay um based in new york i went to school for screenwriting which was about the time when game of thrones was airing though so that yeah um i'm from Carolina and also Rhode Island, so I only understand the East Coast, don't understand the West Coast. Um, what else? What else would you like to know? Um, I live with Rachel. I'm six <laughs> feet away from her right now. She's currently at our kitchen table. As you can see, my framed picture of Chris Pine is decorating the scenery behind her. Um, that yeah. has just come from came from my other apartment and I've just decided it's coming to all of my apartments now. And um, I, within the last year, moved it to this to this shelf so that it could be my preferred Zoom um, background conversation <laughs> starter. Like, that makes me so happy. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this. It's kind of funny because like, okay, Rachel was like, we were watching the first two episodes and then in my head, it was like of Game of Thrones. And I was like, that's kind of silly. I guess I'll watch it. And so I did that last night and then I reread her text this morning and it was like, oh wait, no. And I was like, okay, yeah, now it makes sense to me. So I've watched both the first two episodes of the first season and the first two episodes of the fourth season uh, in the span of the last 24 hours. It's been traumatizing. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you also have a weird HBO recap that they have that tells you the entire run of the show up until season four. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it's interesting uh, jumping around through time. And so uh, I was glad to finally get to the uh, overwritten episodes because I, I really, it did not, it did not come across my mind last. So I was like, why am I watching the first two episodes? He's not in them. And no, no, it made sense. Well, so Katrina, that, uh, <laughs> that ushers into how are you doing? Checking. 
I'm actually doing really good. I had a, a super, super busy week and I'm still settling into this place and you guys are just going to have to deal with an echo until like later this month when I get it painted because that's the way the news goes. So <laughs> I'm, <laughs> uh, but I'm otherwise doing pretty good. Uh, lot, lots of cool advancements and assorted things are happening. So I'm so excited to talk about Over and Martell this week. Same. Um, there isn't our <sighs> news segment. There isn't any news. Uh, yeah, there wasn't anything. Um, I don't know. He's tweeting. Oh, I think he figured out that there was a otter named after him. So like that's good. But like, oh yes, that, finally Pascal the otter got noticed. I love that otter so much. I just like otters, though. They're cute. They hold hands yeah. and they don't giggle. Just adorable. Um, I miss going and seeing otters in, like, the habitat nearby. Anyway. Anyway. There are, like, a lot of really cool, like, wildlife habitats in, like, in California. And, yeah. Anyway. I, I miss them very much because, you know, COVID. COVID. <laughs> I couldn't see the otter. I couldn't see the animals. Um. <laughs> So, because there's not much news and there's not a lot, but also we like to talk about Game of Thrones, uh, I guess we'll just jump right in to talking about the first two episodes of season four of Game of Thrones. Gosh. I hadn't touched Game of Thrones for like a good two years. It's been two years since the finale, right? Yes. Right? Yes. Um, and it, it felt like pulling teeth out of my brain, not in a painful way, and just like a, I couldn't remember how anything was spelled anymore. I couldn't remember any of the names anymore. And then it all was just like, Wah! but I got it. And season four is a lovely place to dive in because it sets up an all new mystery. It really, really does. It does. And I also forgot how much the first two episodes suck for me as a Rob Stark fan. Uh, like I was we, we, oh, when I get to explaining the second episode I'll be like yeah same Sansa like that fucking sucked I hated that um, and then I was uh, overjoyed by over it only to be heartbroken again but anyways mm -hmm. um, so Katrina why don't you start and tell the people your relationship with Game of Thrones uh, so, you know, I started watching Game of Thrones when it first came out, uh, and I took a big break in season two, you know, like I, it's funny cause like my, my, my dad bought me like all the books, um, and just like shipped them to me as soon as the show started so that I knew what was going on. And so naturally I like bolted through them. And so I knew kind of what was going on, but every once in a while I needed like a mental health break from the show. Um, cause I just, you know, I, I love all sorts of film and entertainment, but you know, I can only take so much at, at once. And, uh, so it took me a while to come back to the show and I did start watching again when season four came around and Pedro Pascal, uh, was cast as Oberyn, um, because I had seen him in a few things before and I was like kind of interested in, in him, but this was like definitely where, I was like, oh, he's so cool. Like, I hope he's in Star Wars one day. Like, that's that's the threshold of, like, <laughs> me liking an actor. Is like, gosh, I hope they get cast in Star Wars someday. That'll be that'll be awesome. I wonder who they can play. <laughs> and so I just love right off the bat, like, he 
he brought the charisma to the character that like I had been expecting. Um, the people of Dorne didn't necessarily uh, reflect in certain ways as they did in the books, but I thought that he did a really fantastic job as Oberyn, um, as as did uh, oh, what's her name, Indira Varma. Yeah, um, I mean, they just to their also, their introduction went from Thrones to Star Wars. Star Wars. So specifically, 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 <laughs> specifically uh, Dorn to Star Wars. There's a Dorn yeah. to Star Wars pipeline for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite tweets. I'm on it. <laughs> my favorite tweet of yours is like, I love that Star Wars loves Dorn. Yeah, mm -hmm. they get it. It's the two yeah. of them, and then Jessica Henley. Yeah, who shows up yeah. later. And the, and and they have still gotten more. more. Oh, yeah, and Keisha next. and Keisha Castle Hughes, but though that's backwards as well. Yeah. Yeah, but she, you know what? She was under a whole lot of makeup. She can come back as someone else. She that's, absolutely can. That's the that's the rule I just made up for Star Wars. So <laughs> Disney does it all the time. Look at Gemma Chan. Exactly. Disney, exactly. Well, um, she was in different makeup last time. Let's just do it. Go Um and so Leah, would you like to tell the people my, the podcast your favorite? Like, my Game of Thrones. Thrones. Um I watched as it aired all the way through start to finish. Um, I do, I did pick up the first book and for a very dumb reason, I never finished it um, because the chapters are by character and the first season had already ended. If I got to a chapter narrated by a character that I did not like or who was, I knew was dead, I'd be like, okay, and put the book down and do something else. <laughs> so it is no no disrespect to the writing or anything. I just got really lazy with them. Um, but about midway through the series, I started working as a TV journalist and was doing like recaps and theory posts and all of those things. So I would be reading even more of the like Wikipedia entries and fan Wikia entries as I than I usually would. So I have absorbed a lot of knowledge. Um, yeah. I don't even remember. It was 2014 was season four, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So I would have been college. Yeah, I would have been here. I know. Oh, I'll bring this up later. I'll bring this up when we do the photos of that the, that connection. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I I was like, where are you going? And I was like, oh, I yeah. don't say anything. Oh wait, um, I remembered. Oh, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Nope, that's it. Um, watched all the way through, and then I got really burnt out. Um, not so much by the final season, but by the response to the final season that I haven't been able to like think about it since. So I, I do more than most people, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I love it, and I like I like how the season sets up the fourth one. Um, it wasn't until later, I think, that my my issues started happening. But just in those, just in these first two, it, it's like a, it's, I mean, it's a, it's like Knives Out basically, right? It's like the perfect murder mystery setup. Everybody has a motive. Mm -hmm. Cool new people are coming in. Uh, yeah. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now, Rachel, now, Rachel, what about your very dramatic history with watching Game of Thrones? Oh, Listen, it's not dramatic. It's just, <laughs> and I, I think I have told this story, but oh, oh well, we're talking about Game of Thrones. You guys can listen to it again. Um, 
so Rob Stark was my favorite character. I knew what happened to Rob Stark. I was aware of what was going to go down. Still didn't make it any easier watching him get murdered. I was very upset about it. So I like took a little break. And then um, when season four was starting, I finished the final episode of season three because I couldn't like stomach watching that episode for a really long time. Started watching season four. Um, watched the first episode, was like so excited and was like, oh my God, I like Oberyn. Like, I feel like I'd be okay. Like I could watch the rest of this series. <laughs> like with Oberyn Martell. I went to school the next day and I, I remember it was clear as day because we used to have a computer lab in the theater department. And like... Everyone would be watching TV. Like, normally on Mondays, you would see someone watching Game of Thrones. But, like, I walked in. I was so excited. My friend had just finished the episode. We were talking about Game of Thrones. And I was like, yeah, I really like that over in Martell. Like, I think, like, I'd be okay with Rob Stark with Rob Stark dying. I like him. I'll watch him. And this motherfucker in the back of the room just turns and goes, who? And I was like, over in Martell. And he was like, I'd look up what happens to him before you fall in love with him. And I was furious <laughs> because I was just like, are you kidding me again? No. Um, oh, gosh. And so I watched up until the fight with the mountain and then just never went back. So until, uh, when did we do it? Like a year before the final season? It's probably like 17 or 18. Yeah. So we I, gearing up for the final maybe the, maybe the final two seasons yeah i was like because leah covered it i, I knew she liked it i liked it enough that i was like okay what if we rewatch the whole thing um and so she would come over to my apartment we would just watch game of thrones i was also just like giving you a lot of shit at the time for being like you don't understand i love game of thrones so much i stopped watching <laughs> yeah it. you did <laughs> so our one friend it's our whole friend group it's very funny uh because our one friend hannah like watched pedro pascal in like a random ass shakespeare production before he yeah. was famous at all in like outside of like, dc in virginia yeah it was like i choose you and so like her connection was just like i saw him in this shakespeare and decided i was gonna love him I was like, oh, I saw him in Game of Thrones and then never went back to Game of Thrones. And so Leah gave me a bunch of shit because she was like, you can't say you like him or that show when you never fucking finished it. Well, so also, like, also Richard Madden as well. Mm. Yeah, Richard. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love him. We need little Anyway, um, yeah. And so that so then we went back through. I had a whole running bit. It was really fun where I would change the scenes with me. Like I would play songs over specific scenes. Mm -hmm. um, and I remembered one of my favorite ones is in one of these two episodes, which is in oh. when Joffrey, uh, I'm just gonna say a spoiler and then I'll go through my thing. But uh, when Joffrey is dying, I played the song Die Young. And it's like, I don't want to die young. And he's like <laughs> falling and dying. And I was just like, <laughs> um, uh, it, was, yeah. it was a good set of episodes for like my mood overall you know it was like yeah. it is um mm -hmm. i can i'll do my real quick rundown because it's uh and then we'll get into it oh yes it's time for the rundown. <laughs> we included a new card listeners for those of you who are not seeing this it's uh pedro putting on a set of purple glasses with a caption called The Rundown. And this is specifically for Rachel's rundowns. Should have put my glass on, but then I wouldn't be able to see because I have contacts in. Um, <laughs> so the first episode of season four of Game of Thrones uh, starts 
not long after the red wedding. So kill me already. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, they're preparing for Marjorie and Joffrey's wedding. Marjorie, my lovely twin, Natalie Dormer, is like getting ready for her wedding. She's like, oh my God, wedding time. Like I got to pick shit mm -hmm. out. And her cool as shit grandma is just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. nope, not that. You're not wearing that. Um, and in the preparation, uh, the Prince of Dorne is coming, but not Alexander Sadig, the older Prince of Dorne, which I think is hilarious that Alexander Sadig and Pedro Pascal are brothers in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Game of Thrones said, close enough. Okay. Um, I love Alexander Sadig. I don't care. I, Julian Bashir, sweet baby. But uh, so uh, older, older brother Martel, uh, can't come and so they're like oh prince Oberyn came though uh he doesn't like parties though or he doesn't like big entrances though so he's been here for hours just like go find him so they uh and Tyrion's supposed to meet him and he's just like oh great i already fucked this up somehow and so then he goes uh and Oberyn is just already in a brothel with his wife uh they're what <laughs> what did you say leah they're not married I'm so sorry. With Indira Varma, who like the two of them on screen together is one of the hottest things I've ever seen. Yes. But they're not married, but they're they're in it's love with each other. Mm -hmm. So sorry. Um, they're already in a brothel. He's like, mm, which ones do you like of these girls? And then he's like, I want to touch that dude's dick. And the guy's like, I'm not for sale. He's like, mm, you're not? And he's like, okay, maybe I am. Like, <laughs> it's the hottest introduction of a character I've ever seen. It's just like, yeah, everyone's in love with him as they should be. He's the exactly. red actor. It's dumb. Anyways, so then the <laughs> truly, and Leah can attest to this, my favorite part of this episode, because I was like, same. He's a, he's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I'm all sexy and flirty. And then he hears the, like, Lam or he hears the Reigns of Casimir, right? The number and one song in Westeros. He hears the Reigns of Casimir, <laughs> and it, like, instantly is like, I gotta go fuck some people up. And it was, like, the funniest shit to me. Like, he was just like, Lannisters in your body, I gotta go fuck them up. And just, like, goes out and just stabs a dude. Um, mm -hmm. And his, meanwhile, uh, Indira Varma's like, no, okay, whatever. I'll comfort you and then we can go have sex. Um, because <laughs> that's the show. Uh, and then so the whole episode is just like we're we're seeing him little strut and he puts his hand through fire, and you're like, okay, sure. Um, mm -hmm. and I realized when we were watching it that this ep the first episode of season four is very much just um all of the bloopers where it goes from like Oberyn Martell doing something sexy to Pedro Pascal, like falling. Um, we're from this episode. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> the most relatable thing. It was like expectation versus reality. And he's like touching fire. And then it shows him almost catching himself on fire. And I'm like, same. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, this episode, uh, if I remember correctly, is also when like Jamie Lannister is learning how to sword fight with his left hand because at the end of season three, he loses a hand. Um, yeah, that's Leah's boy. Um, <laughs> and then that scene also <laughs> made me want to take up sword fighting. Um, so I'm just going to start sword fighting as soon as we get out of quarantine. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's... Am I missing anything big from that episode? That's pretty much... With him? Like, what? With, just like in... 
in general. King's Landing or wherever. Yeah, that's like we're not dealing with John the Arya stuff or the Jon Snow stuff or I don't care about them. No, Mm -hmm. I love them and I love Arya and her relationship with the Hound. Like cute, adorable, Mm -hmm. great for them. This is not important for the discussion that we're having. No, Um, that's pretty much that episode. And so then the second episode, um, which is like hot wedding time. I say hot wedding time because again. Uh, Oberyn shows up with his shirt just completely open. Like he doesn't (laughs) just chest the entire time. Um, And Indira Varma has on this cool thing on her head that's like a bunch of like metal necklace looking things and I don't know Mm -hmm. why that's not a more famous thing. But anyways it's the the purple wedding um, Mm -hmm. which is uh, Joffrey's wedding to Marjorie. Um, Tyrell, right? Yeah, Tyrell. Um, the roses. The, it's their wedding. Um, and because Joffrey's a piece of shit, he um his like entertainment at his wedding is getting a, a bunch of little people to act out like the war for the Iron Throne, and his uncle is sitting there and like miserable, and Rob Stark g- gets decapitated and Sansa. Oh, that whole wedding, do not even get me started. I was I oh. that little bitch so much and by little bitch i'm referring to joffrey a piece of shit and when he died i cheered <laughs> it was just it was, i've ever been it was so like very rarely in stories like this and especially in game of thrones are things satisfying uh to yeah. a viewer like like just genuinely satisfying not like profoundly satisfying or anything it's just like ah like not that <laughs> but just like a, a sigh of relief and that that was one of them like i knew it was going to set off a chain of events of course because it becomes a murder mystery from there but it was just like oh finally this dumb kid i don't have to listen to him anymore and it was so nice to have it happen in the second episode of the season and know that you didn't have to wait for this kid to die for another full season yeah it and i feel so bad going like, i wish this kid would die Bye. this child but yeah, well, yeah. The, the saddest part of this episode is when like Jamie Lannister is running because he knows it's his son and he's just like upset about it. Yeah, but like, sad. but also I'm like, oh, I'm so sad for you. But also, your son is a piece of shit. Sorry, like, I hate him so much. And I did say out loud, which is like I because I have seen the series. Like, so in retrospect, I know that it's uh, like who did it and all that stuff. But I do think it's very funny that, like, the preview for the next episode is, like, Kieran being, like, they be- I was framed for the murder of Joffrey. And I'm like, no, you weren't, dude. You just ended up in the crossfire. Like, sorry about that. Like, you were that was <laughs> It was an accident that you were involved in this. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Tell Cersei I want her to know it was me. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. That's the bare bones of those two episodes. Or the, you meet... Oberyn, um, and he and he he's like, "Hello, I'm sexy," and then uh, the wedding. Mm-hmm. Well, and he also like sets up his the the reason he may or may not be there for revenge. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is why he is triggered by the reigns of Casimir, and then was like, "I yeah. must stab a bitch." Yeah, well, you know he's a good person because Tyrion likes him, and Tyrion is the the best judge of character on that show. Yeah, this is true. This is very very true. I, this is like one of those episodes that, you know, it was right after the Red Wedding and it was a hard act to follow after that. But this episode was actually 
had a few awards uh, to it. Uh, Lena Headey, um, her performance as Cersei Lannister was nominated for a Primetime Emmy Award. Um, there are a few Creative Arts Awards for hairstylists, um, outstanding guest actress in a drama series to Olena Tyrell, uh, to Diana Rigg as Olena oh, Tyrell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I'm sure I'm trying to like skim the wiki as quick as I can. Um, but you know, it's uh, oh, and Jack Leeson, of course, was given a TV performer performer of the week from TV line. Oh, listen, Jack Leeson in theory is the kind of career I want where he was like, I'm going to play this character and cons are going to basically like just continue to let me live my life. Like I'm just going to get my yeah. dimensions and be done with it. But also I'm like, I don't know that I would want to be like, I know he is genuinely a nice human being. I just don't know that I would want my legacy to be like, I was Joffrey. <laughs> like I would be like, let me play like one nice guy. So then people are like, he was Joffrey, but look at this like nice rom-com that he did. Instead, yeah, like just book a Christmas movie. He's the little kid from Batman Begins and Joffrey. Like those are the two things that we know Jack Leeson from. Um, I would just be like, mm, I'm gonna do one rom-com. Uh, so then people are like, look, he's lovable, and then be done. Yeah, like, you know, exactly. Each their own. He said, that's fine. Just give me to me, Joffrey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I respect that though. He's just like, he's taking, he's taking his time doing his thing. And if I add Game of Thrones residuals, so would I. <laughs> Very true. Um, yeah. yeah. So this like, as someone who, uh, as I've stated, it was very hard for me to start watching this show again. Um, I like these first two episodes. I like the introduction to the, to the people from Dorne, even though, Everything I've heard is that I would like the books a lot more because you get way more into Dorne than the show did. Oh, yeah. Um, way more. And I like all the people from Dorne. Um, and they're nicer. <laughs> yeah, they're nicer. <laughs> Just in general, they're nicer people. Ilaria is not a monster. Mm -hmm. What's well, my favorite thing about him as a character? Her. Like, Oberyn Martell comes in. He's like, hi, I am just, like, sex. And then, like, gets triggered and is like, I am very upset because my sister died and it was the Lannister's fault and I will find whoever fucking did it, who is the mm -hmm. mountain, and I will murder him. And if not, he can murder me. And, like, that's, like, his whole arc. And I was just like, great. I love him. Someone just save him. I know yeah. what happens. I don't save want to talk about right now. <laughs> I, was like, I know what happens to him. I don't want to talk about that whole situation. When we get mm -hmm. there, that'll be a time and a half. I'll probably have a eulogy, but like <laughs> our um, extended episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I think it's like it's a very interesting way of exploring a revenge plot line to me. Because mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times, like revenge stories are just okay. Using like Drax from Marvel as an example is like his whole thing is like he cannot see reason. He's like, no, I need revenge for my wife and children's death from Thanos. Versus, like, mm -hmm. Oberyn, who's like, I'm going to be strategic as fuck, mm -hmm. get what I want, and avenge my sister, because she was completely wronged by the Lannisters. And I think it's very fun. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, did you have something to say, Leah? Oh, oh. What oh. am I, your dog? I don't know if I would call it strategic. I think he's like if the opportunity arises, but for in these in these first couple, knowing knowing what actually happened in these first couple episodes, he's really more just like sussing out 
the scenario, I think, and getting in like figuring out who's in King's Landing and who he can trust and stuff. Because because he did he did not kill Joffrey. Spoiler alert, it was not him. Yep. Guys, spoiler alert. He innocent. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, I don't know. I keep thinking about the scene where he stabs the guy in the wrist and is like, uh, if you take this out, like you're gonna have to call someone soon or you're gonna die. Sure, and then sure, sure. and just goes, I don't That's care. also pretty impulsive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah, I think I think what was interesting about his character is that so many of the characters leading up to season four are they were basically like forced into the game of Thrones, whereas Oberyn is in it. Like he, as soon as he's coming to King's Landing, he's got his objectives. He knows, like he's he's figuring out, like you said, like sussing out who's who in King's Landing. Um, and yeah, he's like ready. He's playing the game. He's not necessarily aiming to be on the throne, but he has like specific accomplishments that he wants to achieve. And I respect that about him. Yeah. Like, well, and I think part of his charm also comes from the fact that it's like, it's not about the throne for him Mm -hmm. versus like everyone else is like, no, I'm going for the throne. His is like, nah, (laughs) it's his family. That's not why I'm here. Yeah. Um, and that, and that, yeah, that that makes me even sadder that like in in the long run we don't get that uh, that time with Dorn, you know, because in a way, especially with how everything ends up, you know, <laughs> with like the sisters and everything, it's just like it feels like I don't know. I think that's what disappointed me so much about the later seasons is that like you never really find out what they're fighting for, just that they're yeah. very dedicated to each other. Um, and that they're, they, they live differently than like the other realms. And it becomes, it becomes like a revenge place, which it's not in the book. And I know this because I spent a lot of time reading about Marcella and in the books, the people of Dorne rally to like install Marcella on the throne, which mm-hmm. is very cool. And in the show, they kill her for revenge. And and in 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 these two episodes, I think is where Oberyn says to Cersei, like, you know what? We don't kill little girls in Dorne, and then mm-hmm. they do. That sucks. Yeah. I, so the, okay, so that show. Yeah, but it, it, that brings me back it, again. That's so funny because I watched like the first episodes of Game of Thrones, and just like the foreshadowing in some things, like just slaps you in the face like i remember caitlin starks she spends like two minutes telling Bran not to climb something she's <laughs> just like don't climb you're gonna get hurt someday <laughs> yeah, but then if she didn't tell him that would he have the greatest story of them all no he wouldn't have the greatest story <laughs> oh my god oh. <laughs> Sir Bran the Great, he saw two people having sex and was pushed out of the window. He's all too simple. None of us, none of us have ever experienced <laughs> anything that mysterious. Siblings, no. Actually, I can I can say that I have never watched two siblings fucking and That's they got true. thrown out of the window. Oh, no, um, I have not. I prefer never to do so. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't. 
This is not to disparage Bran, who did great things. <laughs> I you were about to say, not to discourage incest. You were like, no, 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 I greatly discourage that. He, but, you know, this is not to discourage Bran and his story and everything he went through, you know, whatever, but... <laughs> I just, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you story. try to get people on board with your pitch or your angle, you've just got to oversell it. And maybe I'll yeah. just start believing that that's what Tyrion was doing. He's like, yeah. I just have to commit so hard. And I, I, it's, not gonna be, it's not going to work if I'm just like, Bran has a good story. He's like a normal person-ish. He's like wise. He should be king. Bran has yeah. the best story of anybody. And then like, the, the best part way. is Sansa is standing there. <laughs> yeah. like, okay. No, she didn't, she didn't need to ever go back to King's Landing. No, the best story ever. It's funny that it's like, you have the best story in season four. She needed to be out. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. got her out. I think, I think the best way to introduce him would have been Bran the Wise, the chillest of them all. Because he is, I mean, comparatively, he like never lost his cool. Yeah, of course, he had like half zombie brain and stuff, but like. <laughs> he was the third eye, right? The third yeah, eye like, like, it was like it's someone with three brain. eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, like, yeah, I just. <laughs> Like, there were so many good stories in Game of Thrones individually as people um, that, yeah, I, I, it's it's just been, it's been wild going back and, like, watching it all. That was always my problem, and I, and I think it leads into what Leah was saying about how she was reading the book, is, like, there are characters that I care about on Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. and I, like, fully care about them, and I want to know what they're doing. And then I do not give a flying fuck about some of these storylines. So, like, I'll be watching something and I'll be like, I have, I don't give a shit. Like, mm-hmm. the fucking red lady, Miss Andre, I think. Is that how you say her Oh, name? yeah, Miss Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> I hate her. Every time she opens her goddamn mouth, I'm like, I do not give a shit. Like, go somewhere. I don't care. Like, I don't care about that whole storyline. And, like. It gets a little that way with the wall. Like, I care enough about Jon Snow to give a shit slightly. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, all right, I understand. Like, I like him and Sam. Um, So I'm like, all right, great. I'll, like, watch you two for a hot minute. And then when they're over the wall, I like that whole – I like all that shit because I like Ygritte and Tyrion. Mm-hmm. I love I love Tyrion Hines so much. I don't know why. I won't ever explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, So I, like, there are certain things I enjoy, but this show, like – sometimes stuff happens I'm like I truly could not care mm-hmm. like yeah the weird lady who breastfeeds her like five-year-old yeah that's story, a, like that uh, whole yeah. line, I'm like I don't need that the air storyline I think it's a season that is this season because that's yeah, where Sansa that's where Sansa gets wisped off to next that's mm-hmm. right and they so she's got to deal with that whole situation which is not pleasant but it's better than what comes next so mm-hmm. um but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's so yeah. much about the series that makes me feel like blah. like <laughs> yeah <laughs> certainly a product of its time 10 years ago i mean yeah i i definitely i i think that like when it comes to like uh pedro's performance in this 
like selling it from the moment he was on screen. And, and I don't want to say like game of Thrones is what made his career. Cause he's done, like he had already done some really great stuff, but it, it was what put him in front of a world audience. And I just really respect the way that he came in and just like took this character and made him so alive because like you, you guys are right. Like his objectives are very simple. Like, like they're not, he's not a very complicated man, but like, Pedro made him a very interesting person to watch on screen so that he was one of those characters who like you were waiting for, you were like, let's get past this like wall stuff. Like, you know, and game of Thrones has that so often. Like, yeah, it's like, go, go, go. So I want to see what this well, guy's and, doing. Yeah. What's he doing? Go back. Well, cause I, uh, I had seen him in, cause this is going to say a lot about me as a person. I watched most of Graceland because mm -hmm. of Aaron Tveit. That show's not great, but Aaron Tveit is in it. Um, yeah. And so I had seen Pedro Pascal on that, but it was not like a role where I would have outside of that show been like, that's the guy from Graceland. Um, mm -hmm. And so like when I watched this was when I was like, who's that? And then I realized I'm like, oh, it's the same dude. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but like, yeah. I also think that this show, this is getting into how Rachel thinks, but like, one of my favorite things about the Mandalorian is like, I am convinced that those stunt doubles learned how to walk like Pedro Pascal. Cause they all have the same, like he walks like I have seen Pedro Pascal walk. And I think it's because of game of Thrones. Like the way that they shoot him in this show is very much like, look at how, look at how long he is. There we go. We're going to shoot him as a long boy. And like, it's not like that's how the show did. I'm like, whoever made that decision, like, you're on the, a different level and I love it. Um, but it was like that walk is like what has carried into game or into the Mandalorian. And I'm like, this is great. I love that this little strut is just now part of his characters. And I'm going to attribute that to uh, Oberyn. I don't know. It's probably just how that man walks, but like whatever. Yeah. I don't know his life. <laughs> I don't know what he does. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> He's a um, he's a theatrical man. He knows how to make a walk memorable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, he is. He did great a screen presence. New York theater boy, come back. I actually <laughs> like that he gets to do TV, but also like, what if he was on stage again more? Yeah. What if anybody was on stage again more? I mean, what does that even mean right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what is theater now? You know, I don't remember. Today. Zoom. That on the, the cover of New York Magazine. Today's what is theater now? Leah found a the TikTok of the Come From Away cast going back to work and people just applauding. That's the theater of 2021. Yeah. yeah. That's nice for them. I'm happy for them. <laughs> just, I hope. Yeah. I just, I want to, I want to, I want to go to another Shakespeare in the park, you know. That like is the me. only thing I want. Just miss it. Leah and I did and cry I when they announced that it's coming back for this summer. Well, because it's probably the only theater that you can open now safely because it's, outdoor it's outdoors and it's, yeah. and it's got so many seats mm -hmm. that you could eat. You could do limited capacity and it would still be a ton of people. Yeah. Yeah. And the Delacorte uh, rules. The Delacorte reminds me of like, this is very much just like North Carolina knowledge, but uh, mm -hmm. I did outdoor theater when I was in North Carolina and it was called Horn in the West. And it was the same of kind of theater where you're like, hey, um, yes, I was in Horn in the West. 
there's uh, like for uh, if you there i feel like there's horn of the west that's like the mountains outdoor theater that everybody does and there's another one on the coast that everybody does too and i'm blanking on the name yes but it's is. like you were either in one of the two i forget what the one i also forget what the one on the coast is, but i remember that one because it was different and i feel like that one was was racist ours wasn't racist <laughs> gosh well it, it's about daniel i went to school in boone north carolina is it just about so the lost boone, colony yeah, it is. Is lost, it just the Lost Colony? It's Lost Colony. That's what it was. Because hmm. I remember, because we like they were always like, oh, we're better than you guys. I'm like, we get tickets to Dollywood. I would like <laughs> you guys to try and get tickets to Dollywood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, Dollywood is not near where this theater is. I don't know why we got tickets to Dollywood every year, but we oh, did. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Oh, anyway, so jealous. We we started trying about outdoor theaters. Uh, I like Pedro Pascal would appreciate. Well, he did Shakespeare Park, so that counts. Um, yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, that's those first two episodes are a, a great introduction to a character. Mm -hmm. I know his whole little deal from them. Like, granted, I have seen the whole season, so I know his whole arc and what he wants. But I feel like they are a very good introduction to a character, showing you his like situation. Showing you he doesn't instantly trust everybody. And is just like, cool. I'm here to have a good time. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. That <laughs> That's for sure. And Martell <laughs> it's not, I mean, it's not easy. It's it's similar to being like the tailies on Lost or like whatever. It's not easy to introduce a whole new family yeah. in the, you know, third or fourth series of a show and have it like land with people and he at the very least does unfortunately he was not fated to be there that long yeah yeah but it definitely makes an impact yeah and i was gonna say what what sucks is like we probably could have had him for like two seasons if they like put the poetic towards the end of season four but that would mean we'd have a whole nother season of fucking joffrey um mm -hmm. so like, yeah. to your point with it being like it was nice he died so quickly. I'm like, yeah, but then it only gave us one season with Oberyn. And then I wouldn't have wanted that trial to be extended any longer either because it's it's just so upsetting. Yeah, absolutely. End. Oh, Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, I love Oberyn Martell. It's one, he's easily one of my top four Pedro Pascal characters, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's just like him, Din, Frankie Morales, and Javi. Are like top four easily that but is also, that's a really good list i love frankie listen i've been thinking about triple frontier so much uh, and i think it's because we just keep watching garrett headland movies and so i'm just like <laughs> i don't know why we love it we love it <laughs> it's a boy movie. i love it it is um, such a dude movie we like i i, I, I must say and then watch it i made everyone watch this fucking movie I will say that the dude movies that Pedro picks out are like, you know, they're watchable. <laughs> A lot more watchable than most dude movies, you know? Well, because Leah, when we, uh, Leah watched like 20 minutes of Bloodsucking Bastards, meaning she was doing things and I was watching Bloodsucking Bastards, but that whole movie mm -hmm. ended up being such a bro comedy, but like one that holds up surprisingly, like it's yeah. not like a movie you need to like never watch again. Um, and so it's funny because it's like, all right, well, out of these two bro movies, 
they're pretty good. <laughs> not so bad. Uh, not bad. <laughs> yes. All right. I think it's uh, it's that time, Rachel. You know which time one? It is? It's this time. Oh my God! Stash, 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 stash. The stash on everybody's lips is gonna be. <laughs> I never know how this syncs up. I just kind of go for it. I'm like, oh, thank God. I hope that. I hope that went through okay. Yes, I mean, it's. Lee, I did ask. Uh, you know, I'll call him friend of the pod. He's the one who yelled at me to change the name of the podcast. I did uh -huh. ask Philip if he would help me make that an actual song instead of me having to sing my you own version of Roxy it. every week. No, he, he was uh, like, yeah, sure. Except I accidentally called it All That Jazz instead of Roxy. And so then I got made fun of for like 20 well, minutes. Then, yeah, well, then you got canceled. So yeah. <laughs> and that's why it hasn't happened. And that stems the breaks. That's just how, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, it yeah, is time so for that. It's time for stash of the week. Um, for everyone who I, if you're just tuning into this, welcome to the chaos. But uh, for our listeners and viewers, it's where we pick our favorite Pedro Pascal mustaches. And sometimes it's part of the show we just watched. Sometimes it's just a random picture that we're feeling that week. Doesn't matter. It's about the stash. Um, so, Leah, do you want to go first? Okay. Oh my goodness. So Leah picked, this is what you're talking about, outdoor theater. Yes. Oh, uh, look at that little wink. Um, oh. So this is um, at the Delacour at Shakespeare in the Park in 2014 when season four aired. Um, Pedro played the villain in Much Do, the self- this, Self-titled villain, much ado about nothing, um, <laughs> which I saw. It was, I think, the first one of the first Shakespeare in the Parks that I saw. And if if I remember correctly, I was at the show right after Oberyn had died on Game of Thrones, and so I remember being like, "Oh, you're safe. It's nice <laughs> to see you." It was a lovely <laughs> experience. Well. Yes. Um, so look at the little mustache. It's so nice and trim because he's in the military. He's got a little uniform on. I would love for him to, like, granted, I have seen him do a Shakespeare. Lee and I saw him together do a Shakespeare. Have. Um, <laughs> never forget King Lear. Um, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it. It is a, for our listeners, here's the thing about nope. King Lear. You have to have seen it. If you didn't see that production, you can never know what we witnessed. Oh, though, I will actually say one thing about it. Um, that I, I felt a little bit bad for him because his character in King Lear, not much ado, I know we're jumping around Shakespeare's a lot. Um, his character is a bastard. So he has some line where he's like, I'm a bastard. Um, you know how Shakespeare says, I'm a bastard. Yeah. Um, and, and there was there was a smattering a smattering of like really annoying knowing chuckles like ha 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 just like his Game of Thrones character and I felt awful for him in that moment but it was fine. That was a whole experience because there was a lot like first of all I'm not talking about the production itself I'm talking about our audience the audience the audience experience was a little chaotic. So when the phone went off and it was like La Cucaracha or like some like. Very. I that. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Well, because we Not went. Great. Here's how. 
just to put into perspective what kind of nerds Leah and I are, we went on Shakespeare's <laughs> birthday to see King Lear. Mm -hmm. of we course. were like, Billy Shakespeare's birthday, we're gonna go see King Lear. Um, <laughs> I had never, I, I knew of, I knew about King Lear and I knew enough of it. My Lord. Um, Sorry. I knew enough about it, <laughs> but I didn't, um, I didn't know the full show. Like neither, and neither did I. And it, and I, I tried. I've been trying to see every Shakespeare play performed live at least once. And it was that weird, like, one that I hadn't seen that was very popular. People were very surprised that I'd never seen King Lear. All right. So I was very excited to check it off my little list. Mm. And we were at the back of the house with a bunch of freaks. But we were in the back in the like. Um, why can't I remember the bottom of the theater? I'm going to lose my mind. What is that part of the audience called? The house. Oh my God. You're, <laughs> I've lost my goddamn mind. Um, I don't know why I thought it had a different name. Uh, it doesn't. Leah's right. I'm, I haven't been in a theater. It does in, it does in England, but oh, not here. Whatever. Um, but we um, were like very back <laughs> of it. Very far back, maybe even the last row, there were a bunch of old ladies in front of us that were not having a great time. They, they left an intermission. Bye. Um, <laughs> they also did not like our reactions to some scenes. No. I remember they turned around and glared at us. And I was <gasps> like, did you just oh. want to be watched? Because I would be flipping out. And you're not, because you don't care. Old women, <laughs> get out of here. I was. They were not my friends. I was mad at them. No. Also, it's never good when the rest of the audience doesn't like agree with you and they don't like vibe the same, you know? Well, it was also like I was so delirious because I had my press screening for Avengers Endgame was that morning. Oof. I then had to go work the whole day and then I was like going to see Shakespeare. So I was fucking out of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and with a bunch of people that were incredibly stressed that you were going to spoil Avengers Endgame by accident. So we were all on edge. <laughs> I didn't. Um, I know you I know I didn't. In my stupidity though, which now I'm like, mm, that was dumb, Rachel. I was like, I me and the stage door are like, if there's someone I really want to talk to and mate, I'll go. Otherwise I'm like, I'm not gonna stage door. And I was like, I'm so tired. I want to meet him and Ruth Wilson, but I was like, I'm so tired. I'm gonna I'll come I'll see them in something else or I'll try and see the show again. And then uh, that was 2019. So I was a dumbass because then mm -hmm. COVID happened and never, never, never will I probably ever get to go to a stage or get in my life. Uh, <laughs> oh. They're going to be like, I'm not, we're not meeting people. No. COVID. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Oh so my that's my mustache. Um, it's from much ado about nothing. 2014. <laughs> <of the jealous laughs> <I remember>. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. There's a wink. Look um, at him. Look at him. Oh wait, poor Leah. You know what that was? It was a tangent. <gasps> <Yeah>! <laughs> we made it to the tangent portion of the like show. Like our gif of him it's crushing beautiful. bananas. Yeah, I think it's oh, like assorted fruits. Yeah, um, bananas. <laughs> crushing bananas. All right, Katrina, go ahead and share uh, your stash. So I think technically, uh, your stash and my stash are related. Um, I wanted to share this one, which I've shared before. And I reserve the right to share it as many times as I feel like it. Um, it's uh, the photo of Pedro Pascal at the wall setup at San Diego Comic Con. I want to say this is like 2016, 20. Why is no, he maybe there? like 2014? No, no, it was it, it was the year. 
Yeah, because it was like the year that Oberyn was in it. So it was like 2014, 2015. And he's got this like Sailor Moon transformation wand. And it's my absolute favorite picture of him. And his stash looks great. His facial hair looks great. He's got this little Superman curl. I was just going to say Alec in the front of his hair. I love yeah, it. super cute. And, uh, and this was the same day I went to the Game of Thrones setup. So it's like we were like right near each other. <laughs> weird to say um but it was the eric andre bit from last episode on those <laughs> bars that are behind yeah. him like, <laughs> exactly so like it, it and it was like a good year for this like every year at comic con they're basically for as long as game of thrones ran there's like a walkthrough where you could see costumes and you guys have seen it um, but like just for our viewers, you could look at the costumes. They had the Iron Throne there. You could take your photo on it and do these like interactive things, like get your photos with the dragons. They edit the dragons into the photo. And uh, it was just like a fun little walkthrough experience where you got like swag and, and you went about your merry way. And the actors would always go in at like a reserved time and like uh, they did their little walkthroughs and promotional things. And that's what he was up to at that time. And then uh, my pick is also from around that time. Uh, this is, I don't know why I love these photos so much, uh, but I love the pictures yes! of, like, where they had beer. That's the same shirt. That's the same event. Same yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but that's uh, one of my favorite pictures. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what it is about beer. I just like a guy drinking a beer. I couldn't tell you. I can't explain it. And I don't want to unpack it. I think I said that the last time. Do not psychoanalyze why I like guys drinking beer. Just let it go. Um, but yeah, uh, I love that very much. Couldn't tell you why. Uh, but also, I put this picture in here and we didn't use it at all. And I just feel like we should. This is how we meet this character. And I yeah, feel like this is very important. Yeah, like to just show you guys that this is over and rolls up like this. Yeah, he like just that, and then immediately kissing boys. It's great. In yeah, the arms of his woman and dick right out the gate, and I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> we're I love on it. a journey. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, for our rankings, um, uh, I I mean it's a it's Game of Thrones. I'm just gonna say ten out of ten, but because uh, it's very hard to rank two episodes of a television show. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, I don't have a high opinion of Game of Thrones overall, but I do have a high opinion of uh, Ober and Martell. So today I'll just give it a, a 10 out of 10. Let's stop being cranky. Stop being so cranky. Yeah, stop being so cranky. These two episodes of Game of Thrones. For these two, we're just Game of Thrones. It's very casual. It's not. For a these two episodes, prank. definitely 10 out of 10, which and that makes me a little bit anxious because I meant to mention earlier that. Uh, the Lion and the Rose, the second episode was written by George R. R. Martin. And mm. I, I, it like, it's so frustrating to me that he made such a good episode when you would, you in theory, you want somebody else to adapt the best episodes. Mm -hmm. I don't, I would love television to be more collaborative, but uh, oops, he made a great one. Yeah. <laughs> it's for George. Um, that, this is how I feel about all three of us doing 10 out of 10. Ah, look at that. Yes. Uh, yeah. Leah and I just watched that not long ago because I finished Community finally. And Leah reminded me as we were watching that episode while it was airing on the show 
And Walter Goggins said panties. A that bad I then word. have to listen to Pedro Pascal say panties. It wasn't uh, as bad. It wasn't as bad. I, I didn't hate it as much as Walter. Like, I didn't get the chills. <laughs> that I Walter Goggins did it. I was like, no. Um, <laughs> that didn't happen as much. Uh, right. But yeah, that is the first two episodes of Game of Thrones. Uh, obviously, we're going to go through. Eventually, Katrina and I are going to have to watch Obert Mardell get his eyes smashed into his skull. But, I've um, never physically, well, I've always co like covered my eyes. And oh, you know yeah, what? No. This time I, I might just uncover my eyes for you viewers. Maybe. I don't remember what I did. I think I had like, I a pillow away. in my face when Leah and I watched it. I can't remember. I just, I just heard all the squelching and I was like, no. And you see her go. In, my, in true to my, me, like when if you go and look through my Game of Thrones story where I do all the songs, the two characters who are not really in there are my two favorite characters because I was watching their shit. Like it was like Rob is not in there and Oberyn's not in there because I was like, what are you doing? I didn't have a fun <laughs> song fit. There's a lot of Jon Snow. <laughs> just like. And he's just so mockable. Yeah, yeah, he really is, especially in songs. Jones, come no. on. Jones, no. or Rob? I can I try I do impressions when we're watching. Rob is Rob is the one Rob is the I know. I know. That's Rob. <laughs> I don't want to marry Which Barry you girl. would you would think it would be Jon Snow because it kind of sounds like his name. And because you don't remember Kit Harrington's uh, you remember Kit Harrington's uh, northern accent more than you remember Richard Madden's northern accent, but it is in fact a Rob Stark. No, I uh, know. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't <laughs> want to marry the fairy. I don't want to marry the fairy. <laughs> oh, I love Game of Thrones. Shows. Um, <sighs> but yeah, uh, that is the first episode of the Game of Thrones. Uh, is there anything Ooh. we missed? Anything you guys want to bring up? Or oh, hey. About Anything. I just checked uh, yesterday, and Game of Thrones the account still follows me on Twitter for some That's reason. Nice. So, no, they started like our episode, right? <laughs> just like hey, we're, we're we're moots, right? Like, <laughs> there's gonna be any? You think there's gonna be any Dornish characters in that fucking spinoff that we get new pictures of every day? How <sighs> we die? You can't do yeah, that. That's so great. You can't put Maximus and Dorn. What if you do though? No, um, I mean I'll look, it, I'll look it up. I don't. I don't know that history mm -hmm. as well. Well, I do know that the Targaryens were like pretty heavily involved with the Dornish for yeah. a while, right? Like some of them. Yeah, yeah some of them were supposed to get married just to them. You know, just kill me. Put Matt Smith in a like. I thought I was fine, and I was like, they were announcing all these shows. And I was like, cool, like if someone's in there I care about, I'll watch, I don't really care. And then they were like, Boat Smooth. I'm like, fuck you guys. I thought I was yeah. gonna be out. The <laughs> one person. Dang it, True. Man, just I back in. Matt, I've watched Matt Smith as Charlie Manson. I will watch Matt Smith do literally anything. I watched that Ma Maplethorpe movie. It was a hot time because Maplethorpe was a hot time. So mm -hmm. like, I'm gonna have to watch fucking blonde ass Matt Smith again. Shouldn't be a blonde, I'll say it, but. You know, we keep doing it. You do what you gotta do for your faves, man. I've seen so many terrible movies because my favorite actors were in them. Like, What's fine? I just accept it now. It ends up as Thrawn. I don't care. They, <laughs> listen, he has a. He was supposed to be in Star Wars, and then he was nowhere to be found, which makes me think he was supposed to be young Palpatine. And then since that didn't happen, you you have his number. So call him on up. 
forget Benedict Cumberbatch being thrown. I don't want that shit and give it to Matt Smith. So then I could look at Matt Smith and Pedro Pascal on the scene together and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be so much fun. Or Rachel Leishman. I don't know that anyone else would give a shit that those two specific human beings were in a scene together. <laughs> no one uh, What'd you say, Leah? I was also going to bring up how this is more just like my history with him as an actor is much like how people associate Ben Barnes with Sirius Black without him having played a role. I remember a lot of chatter on Tumblr wanting um, Pedro Pascal to be Doctor Strange. And yes, if anyone else remember remembers that. this phenomenon, thank you. Okay, I just don't, I just didn't want to feel crazy. No, I've that, seen that before, yeah. because I know it existed, I just ignored it because I hate that character. So sorry to Dr. Strange fans, yeah, but I it, don't like Stephen Strange. <laughs> but you would have liked him more. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I know like, I do the people being like, what if he was Peter Quill instead of Chris Pratt? Then I'm like, that's you're cute talking. Too. You're talking. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. but you know my agenda in this world. Yep, the Craven agenda. Craven. Yeah, yeah Craven agenda. Oh, he's so good. And don't I can't get started on Craven the Hunter again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that is Game of Thrones so far. Don't worry, we'll be back, and Leah will probably be back because uh, she loves Game of Thrones. So I'll be like, Leah, yep. you're in my living wow, room. Wow, I just been booked. You've been booked. You're booked I'm and busy, much like Pedro Pascal. Mm-hmm. Um. And Leah's probably going to end up watching me play The Last of Us unless I keep the PlayStation in my bedroom. So she Which can come on be- during The Last of yeah. Us. Yay! <laughs> like, so I exciting. I love, that, I love that child. One of my favorite children. Another Game of Thrones lady. She is. Mm-hmm. And she's in uh, The Worst Witch. Most yeah. of the oh, I love her in The Worst Witch. So yeah, cute. Very good. Um, uh, one of my number one recommended cozy shows. If you just want to yeah. watch a cozy show, watch The Worst Witch. Yeah, it wasn't written by a transpho, I think. Yeah, isn't that weird how they cannot write this? Yeah, isn't that weird how you can you get have, a fun, have a fun witch uh, show about uh, witches and not have it at like an academy? I just loved it. I was like, oh, this is great. I'm just going to replace Harry Potter with this. Like, all, everything... When I go to Universal in the future, maybe I will be like, oh, I'm at the worst witch land. Yep. That's for like the little kids. And then when they grow up, they become the magicians. Yeah. It also has some issues, which has some issues I know. Do not come at me. <laughs> but they're not those issues. They're different mm-hmm. issues. The only, listen, when we go to worst witch part of Universal, the only thing I'm doing is getting a butterbeer. But, um, <laughs> Yeah. That shit is good, unfortunately. It's very yummy. But uh, yeah, um, that is Game of Thrones. You guys, Leah's Leah will be back. She's she lives next door to me. Literally, there's a bathroom <laughs> separating our bedroom. Like door. Um, yeah, there's a like, door separating us right now. Oh, you guys might get to meet my cat if he no, is he's running nice around. Boy. All right. Well, <laughs> this podcast will never get to meet my cat. Um, but yeah. So, Leah, tell the people where to find you and to Hi. read your stuff. Um, hang on, I got him. <gasps> you guys, oh, this is Benji. I opened oh, my light. One of my favorite bits on the internet is when Adam Scott would say, "Look at him! This is Benji. Look at my boy. 
Look at Tony's back here sleeping. You can't see him. Hi. Oh, he's mad at me. So his namesake also loves Game of Thrones. My favorite bit of Parks and Recreation. Look at him. There you go. One of my favorite bits. One of my favorite bits is when Ben Wyatt gets to sit on the Iron Throne and loses his goddamn mind. And then Leslie Nope fucks up a reference and he's like listen you just you have to get it right and i love it so much. <laughs> um and that little boy can, right there that little that good little man. boy is named after ben wyatt so that he's connected Aww. to game of thrones in that way and star wars the other day i was like he's like old ben kenobi it's fine <laughs> he's benji we love we love benji both hosts of the show have tuxedo cats just Ooh. fun fact yeah yeah Tony does that's not that's want to come out of his taco truck so sorry oh my God, taco truck. he's got okay. a little truck back yeah. there yeah okay. he just started a business there he goes um say goodbye oh look at ben. bye benji bye benji um but yeah so <laughs> now leah where can the people okay. find you now that my cat is gone um you may find me at leah marilla on twitter um, if you are not seeing that word on this little screen, it's L-E-H-M-A-R-I-L-L-A, two L's. Um, let me see. Oh, um, find my writing at Refinery29, Cosmopolitan, uh, The Dip, The Mary Sue. Uh, that's, it. that's about it. Polygon occasionally. Hopefully more places. I got hire my little me. fingies. Got yeah, hire me. I always I, I'm not good at saying that. Apparently it works. <laughs> um what else? Yeah, that's it. I'm hanging out. Eventually Yay. I'll be hanging out outside. Ooh, so exciting. As this airs, when this airs. Both Leah and I will be fully vaccinated. I'm going to get on the subway train for oh. the first time in over a year. Oh, mm. boy. Right. I'm going to Trader Joe's. I do want to I, I, I can't bike to Trader Joe's and fill a, a bag of groceries and bike back. I would be tired. We do so, go biking a lot now. Yeah. That's fun. That's how we've functioned last year was we yeah it's not it's not been that bad it's not like i haven't left like my little block radius in over a year i've but it's been infrequent that's good at least yeah i uh i have been uh limited to this part of my neighborhood for a very long time and you know what maybe a bike will help maybe yeah all right well katrina where can the people find you you guys can find me contemplating whether or not I should buy a bike at uh, anywhere you can find Okatrina uh, all over the internet. That's O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-N. That's me. <laughs> oh, I, I... Go ahead. What? <laughs> you can also watch me as Lobo on Whiskey and Waffles from the Cantina, a Star Wars D6 show, and catch my other podcast, Itubanta uh, Tambien, uh, whenever we feel like podcasting again, we just did a new episode that is up on my Twitch channel. Um, and yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. We're done. <laughs> um, you can find me at Rachel Leishman on Twitter and then on Instagram as Rachel underscore Leishman. And Leishman is spelled L-E-I-S-H-M-A-N. Not, it's not like in the literal leash. Um, you can find my writing on the Mary Sue 
can listen to me here on Padro Pascal. Um, and join me in my two campaigns to get Pedro Pascal and what we do in the shadows and to get him cast as Craven the Hunter. I'm p- apparently trying to be his agent. Um, mm-hmm. That's my new thing, I guess. Uh, but yeah, um, like, rate, review, subscribe. You know what the people do. I don't I don't know the, the lingo. Yeah. Um, tell us. We have some really cool guests coming up. Um, but tell us what you want us to talk about, what you want us to watch. Um, you know what I'd love to do? And I'm just going to pitch it right here on the show. We should have okay. a death countdown of uh, Pedro's best deaths. Because I feel like there are over 10. I feel like there are somewhere. We can really okay, well, dig. We've already covered two of them. Yeah, two. And I can name like two more right off the top of my head. So that's four. So yeah, pitch us stuff like that. Why not? What do you want to see? We can do all sorts yeah. of things. Because we, because like I'm like two days away from just being like, what if we drop Triple Frontier again? So I'm like, I, you guys need to tell us. <laughs> or I'm just going to be like, hi guys, we're talking about Triple Frontier again. Um, Here we go. But yeah. Oh, don't worry. Kingsman's coming and I'm going to cry about it. But like mm-hmm. other movies. Uh, but yeah, like, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. Um, And let us know what you want to see. Tell your friends about us. Get uh, get us out there, friends. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, and until the next time. We'll see you later, folks. Bye. Ciao. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.